hold on it. Just hold on it. You ready? You ready? It is time to meet us on Mill because, guys, the Arizona State Sun Devils got their first FBS win in a year. Welcome into the BHNX Sun Devils show. I am Anthony Totri, joined by Ralph Hampson on this lovely Saturday, guys. The Arizona State Sun Devils, they did the damn thing. They brought down Cam Ward and the Washington State Cougars. 38 to 27 to Carlos Brooks, Cam Scadaboo, Jalen Conyers. It was an arsenal of fireworks tonight in Tempe. And we are going to get into the meat and potatoes of the whole thing. Ralph, before we get into the numbers, the players specifically, we talked last week, just seven days removed from a, a game where it felt like Arizona State had every opportunity offensively to take control of a game against a number five team in the nation in Washington. They couldn't do it. Fast forward seven days, and the offense did exactly what they needed to do on just about every single possession in this one. What did you see from the Sun Devils tonight? I'm, I'm, I'm a person that believes in the um, phrase losses or lessons. And uh, I got to tell you, this is a really smart team right now. <laughs> Done a lot of learning. Done a lot of learning, and there's a lot of teams that aren't aren't in a position that Arizona State's in right now um, that believe that they're okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Arizona State's never been in that position. It's always been scrap, grind, keep chipping away at the rock, and eventually it's going to work out. But sometimes you don't know that behind that rock is a waterfall. And, I mean, the 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 team rushing – um, yeah. the, the yards after catch, the uh, breaking through arm tackles, taking advantage of Washington State size. They're not a very big team. Only have one player on the defensive side of the ball. It's over 300 pounds. Like they, they did everything that they were supposed to in this game. They withstood a very, very talented, super annoying quarterback. Really hard <laughs> to bring down. And they came away with a win. First time for Kenny Dillingham. Power five win. That's huge. Yeah, no, it's absolutely massive. I, I think tonight was a a really awesome performance offensively, right? And I think that's exactly what fans needed to see. We talked a little bit last week during the postgame of just how awesome would it be for Arizona State to give one for the fans and the fans to show up for Arizona State on, you know, homecoming and the anniversary of everything. Like, it was offensively exactly what they needed And while we're going to get into, you know, the running back specifically or just the rushing totals in general were were awesome. I said earlier in the week when I was doing some of these shows of like it felt with the way that Arizona State was losing some of these super close games that at a certain point, Kenny just needed to look some of the stars in the face and say, hey, we just need you to go out there and make a play. If we lose by three points, we lose by seven points, we lose by eight points. We're literally just a play away from this one being different, right? Last week against Washington, it was the same thing. You were a play away from, in reality, taking that game away from Michael Penix Jr. And tonight, everyone offensively was that guy. It wasn't just a singular player in the Carlos Brooks that had a great evening. It wasn't just Cam Scadabo going out there and having a hell of a night. Elijah Badger... Uh, Jalen Conyers, Geo Sanders stepped up in some big time moments. Bryce Pierre, like offensively, everybody did their part. Now, I do want to hone in and give some some serious love to the Arizona State running backs. And we'll obviously touch a lot 
into Cam Scadaboo, into Carlos Brooks. But this is this is a rushing attack, let's be real, that hasn't been this lethal all season long. We saw tonight how valuable it is to really have that one-two punch of Cam Scadaboo into Carlos Brooks. And Ralph, the numbers speak for themselves, but just watching those two run tonight, it felt like you were it, it, you were at a circus, what they were doing. It was just trick after trick after trick. They were 10 yards here, 12 yards here, scat breaking off for 66 yards. Like those guys couldn't be stopped tonight. No, no. And it, it's fantastic. I'm a big DeCarlos Brooks fan. Uh, he went to Chandler. I went to Chandler. I've been uh, covering him at the high school level for a really long time. He played his final high school game in Sun Devil Stadium. And in that game, he had over 300 yards over, and six touchdowns, right? He loves playing in Sun Devil Stadium. And to get him out there healthy, to give him the ball, that takes pressure off Cam Scatterbrook. Cam Scatterbrook, it takes – like I think we talked about last week, every time he gets the ball, it's not one hit, it's three. Yeah. Yeah. You look at the hits that he took on that the diving touchdown, just like that is the prototypical Cam Scadaboo run. Like even after the play, he's getting blown up. So it's for him to not have to take all that punishment, for him to be able to stay fresh into the fourth quarter, uh, I mean – that's exactly what you need. You need multiple options at running back. You need to to have that misdirection going. You need to have the passing game going to keep the defense honest. And I'm going to be honest, like not to take anything away from what Arizona State did tonight, you have to be able to take advantage of a less athletic yeah. and smaller defense. And that's what Washington State is. They're a well-coached team. They got high-effort players, but they are not big and they are not fast. And you need to take advantage of that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Leah in the chat, Totri, I'm so happy for you that you get to talk about a win. Me too, Leah. Me too. I am Finally. glad. I'm glad we don't got to bring Ralph on to talk about another loss, man. But while I think the running backs are going to get a lot of credit tonight, and rightfully so, the offensive line I want to talk about too, because this is a group that has been beaten up. They've been banged up. They have been criticized and abused verbally by just about everybody in the Valley for you know, the struggles of this offense this season. This is now the second straight game, I believe, that they have not allowed a sack. They did not allow a sack tonight. Trenton Borgay looked as good as he could possibly look, I feel like, out there tonight. And then the running game, 235 yards on the ground. D'Lo and Scat, they're going to get their love, man. But the offensive line coming together tonight and like, having a night like this, like a coming out party, dude. I feel like that's exactly what this is. It's like when you study your ass off for a test and you fail, right? And you go back, you study again, you fail again. And you're just you're just trying to break through and you're demoralized because you just can't seem to get it. And you study your ass off one more time and you finally pass that test. That's got to be what it feels like for that offensive line group out there tonight. A group that has truly truly just been through the ringer going back to fall camp with injuries and to be able to to get a dub tonight like i said there is always going to be love for those skill guys but the dudes in the trenches offensively and defensively i would say stepped up uh really really big for arizona state tonight and then ralph ek and jalen conyers while we're talking about a circus man those two they are magic you just watch him out there and i tweeted i think at a certain point because i don't think either one of them had a touch in that first quarter and in the second quarter i think kenny must have been on the same wavelength as me and he knew that you feed ek and jalen conyers good things are bound to happen 
Absolutely. And I, I mean, uh, the way in which uh, Washington State's defense struggled to get Badger down to the ground, you know, you know, Jake Dickert actually has pretty good luck against the Badgers. He's beaten Wisconsin <laughs> twice. He's from Wisconsin. This isn't the Badger he wants to see. No, them, no. Right. Not at all. And Jalen Conyers. I mean, a couple of things about Jalen Conyers. You brought up the fact that he was magic tonight. You were absolutely right, because magic is exactly what it takes to heal from a completely blown knee during halftime. Yeah. So I just want to give a shout out to the, <laughs> to the training staff, to the faith healers, all the people that were praying oh, at home. I, I lit a candle. I did my part. Right. So, you know, everybody coming together uh, to just lay hands on, on, on Jalen Conyers, make sure that knee was good. Just some Mr. Miyagi stuff half. out there. Yeah, absolutely. Just rub a little dirt on it, a little bit of spit, a little bit of yeah, heat. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and he was fine. It was a devastating injury. And to come back from that in 15 minutes shows you the progress that this training staff has made. Uh, I just, <laughs> just a shout out to everybody involved for getting that man right because that it was one of those devastating injuries. Just took your breath away. Oh, right? absolutely. Just, shortness of breath, a little bit dizzy, you know, Um could, couldn't believe that he that he made it back from that. So, uh, <laughs> hey, oh man. my god! I'm gosh. surprised you you pushed that that far. That was impressive. The sun <laughs> the the sun's got an athletic trainer in their ring of honor. I think it's time to put ours up in <laughs> at Sun Devil Stadium. Oh man! I tell you what. I tell you what. That's that's grit. That's that toughness that you need in order to overcome adversity. If you can come out from a totally blown knee. Uh, <laughs> And, and put up the numbers that he did in the second half. Like, that's what we're talking about, overcoming adversity. He was a bully out there. When Anytime he, he got the ball in his hands, he was a bully. And he's going to absolutely, I know he's going to come in the office on Thursday when he does the high point. And I'm going to I'm gonna say something nice to him about, like, the game. And he's just going to be like, I know, he's going to shrug it off. But dude was an absolute, he was a wrecking ball out there just throwing guys off. Now, Jalen... I know you're going to be listening to this podcast on the flight home. What I need to tell you, dude, is let's get some balance, okay? So maybe you stop tripping over your feet and you can take some of these 12-yard catches to the damn house. I need you to stay on your damn toes. Come on, man. Hey, but if you can fall forward for an extra 25 yards, go ahead and keep doing that as well. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Who who does that? Who catches the ball and falls literally for an extra two first downs? That's what it was. Well, I think – I think that's why the defenders kind of backed off a little bit. Like, oh, he's on the way down. And then he just kind of duped him like that old Kenny Pickett fake slide. <laughs> that's that's the new rule that the NCAA is going to start banning. You can't fall forward that far. But on the defensive <laughs> side of the ball, because, again, we, we will touch a little bit more on the offense as the show goes on. But defensively, I want to talk a little bit about those guys because they're coming off their best performance of the season. It's a group that has struggled mightily, I would say, to force turnovers outside of last week, you brought it up. Cam Ward's a difficult quarterback to stop. We know Washington State's uh, run game isn't very good, but when it comes to their passing attack, they're the second best in the conference, right behind Michael Penix Jr. in Washington. And 27 points, it sounds like a lot, but in the grand scheme of what Washington State does on a weekly basis, Arizona State held their own, and they held their own when it mattered most Ralph specifically when it came to a couple of third downs and then at the end there that goal line stop on fourth down by Ed Woods to really put the game away for Arizona State what'd you see from that unit tonight discipline tackling on the outside there's the yeah. one thing that I really worried about coming into this game is that uh University of Arizona 
I mean, you don't have to write them a thank you card or anything, but they pretty much <laughs> figured out that if you if, if you force Washington State to take all the short routes, they'll attempt it. Um, but these these receivers, as talented as they are, as talented as Victor and Kelly are, they're not they're not Badger. Like they're not gonna they're not gonna get through tacklers. And so if you can stay disciplined and you can get them down, eventually over time you can force Washington State to make some mistakes. And so uh, for the defensive backs to be disciplined, for them to to make ta- tackles, for there not to be too many off schedule broken plays that 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 became explosive gains um, for Washington State, all of that is a really really big deal. I think that uh, I think that the the, the defense, uh, BJ Green especially. Should yeah. uh, be very very proud of of their effort, and they were hitting tonight. Tate Romney blowing people up, BJ Green blowing people up. Um, uh, Nakia Watson took some some punishment on the sideline yeah. there at the end of the game. Alfonso Taylor even got in the action and blew up a ref uh, <laughs> after because when you're in the mood to hit, you got to hit everybody. So, <laughs> um, you know, it, I I just thought that they were very physical and at the same time showed a lot of discipline. Yeah. Uh, and and it was enough. It was enough against a very talented offensive team. You never know what you're going to get week to week. Just because ASU couldn't score last week doesn't mean they're not going to be able to score this week. And just because ASU couldn't move the ball this week doesn't mean that Stanford wouldn't put over 30 points up in Washington and almost win the game. That's crazy. You just never know. You never know what you're going to get in this conference week to week. And so uh, you can't beat yourself. Yeah. And Arizona State did everything they could to make sure that anything they gave up tonight was because Washington State took it from them them. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Defensively, Arizona State, another good night in terms of sack numbers, three total sacks for that group, and then eight tackles for loss. This was, I think, a a big point of emphasis for Brian Ward just in this scheme, right? When you send guys almost every play, when you are trying to create chaos and you are constantly forcing pressure it's easy. It's easy against good quarterbacks for them to find a hole in his zone, for them to beat man and make those first and tens, get those to second and threes, second and twos. But to have early first down, second down TFLs, I think are absolutely huge for this group. And being able to to prevent a team like Cam Ward and Washington State, and even last week, Michael Penix Jr. in Washington, not even really allowing them the opportunity to go for it on a fourth and three, a fourth and four, because they're constantly stuck in fourth and long. I do want to get to the numbers of tonight's game because I think they do a great job of telling the story. Obviously, the only number that matters is that final score at Arizona State coming out on top over Cam Ward and Washington State. 38-27. to Damn, that is sweet. A dub for the Devils in terms of total yards. Over 500. This is the Kenny Dillingham offense that everybody was excited to see. 509 total yards for the Devils. 403 for the Cougs. In terms of rush yards, Arizona State, 235 yards on the ground. It was a track meet for Cam Scadaboo and company. Washington State doing what they've done all season long and not being able to run the football. Just 88 rush yards for Washington State. In terms of yards per play, 5.7 for Washington State. Arizona State, 7.8. And this is a big one. Third down conversions. Arizona State converting on 8 of 11 third down opportunities. Washington State on the flip side of that coin, just 3 of 12. Ralph, I feel like I know where you're going to go here, but what number to you do you think was the most important tonight or really tells the story? 
we talked about we, we we talked about the fact that over the four weeks prior to this one, Arizona State had to or felt the need to go for it eighteen times on fourth down <laughs> over a four week span. That, that number gets cut down a little bit when you're able to convert a third down. Eight yeah. for eleven on third downs is the biggest. I mean, seven point eight yards per play is insane for this team, <laughs> but but eight, eight for eleven on third downs cures. All that ails you, yeah. All that has ailed you is is cured by being able to convert on a third down. You get to rest your defense, keep them off the field for extended periods of time. You're not uh, in do or die, high cortisol, anxiety ridden fourth down situations all game long. Um, you know it, that that's huge. I mean, eight for eleven would be good for ASU in the best of times. Yeah, the Rose Bowl team for that eighty seven. You know, Rose Bowl champion like <laughs> that. The eight for eleven would have been insane for for them. That's that's about as good as that can get. And so that's the number that really stands out to me most. Yeah, no, I'm absolutely with you. Being able to convert on third down and in what I don't think it's talked about enough when you're able to convert on eight of eleven third downs or just with that level of efficiency is the mental effect that it has on the defense, right? That's something that doesn't show up in the box score at the end of the game. But when you are a defender, how demoralizing is it to go for some of those 8 to 10 play drives you're you're gassed already you're trying to get off the field you're you're down in this game and then Trenton Borgay and company all they do they feed it to Scat they feed it to Delo and they're able to pick up some of those first downs or coming out of halftime a big third and long i think third and 17 or third and 22 Trenton Borgay does exactly what he needs to do and finds Geo Sanders for like a 20 yard pickup to convert right like that is a demoralizing yeah. play if you are a defender and that's something that doesn't get talked about. I feel like it sticks with a defense throughout the rest of the game. Oh, imagine being a Coug defender and you just, for the third time this game, tried to arm tackle Elijah Badger. You had him dead to rights two yards behind the line of scrimmage, but yeah. you're watching five of your teammates get up off the ground 12 yards down, <laughs> uh, you know, past the past the first down marker. And as a defender, you can't look to your sideline because you're probably going to lock eyes with your defensive coordinator, yeah. who, you know, <laughs> wants to revoke your scholarship. And if you look over to the other sideline, it's the man that, that, that you, the Wolverine picture of like holding up the guy that you miss <laughs> your previous defensive coordinator who might've been able to get, get you motivated to stop Elijah Badger. You never oh. know. Gosh. So, you, you know, all you can do is look down at your feet and, and pray that they don't give it to Badger or Conyers on the next play. It was a rough night for the Washington State defenders. My goodness. I can't wait. That's right after the show. I hope you know I'm putting in a, a graphic request for that. We are going to absolutely be making that graphic. And I talked about it last week. I talk about it just about every single day when we're done with these post games because, you know, we love Pac-12 after dark. Thankfully for Arizona State fans, it wasn't too Late of a game, I know everybody's watching the Suns, the Diamondbacks, Arizona State, U of A. If you're, you know, a Tucson fan, I guess I don't know. I don't know how many people actually like Tucson, but it is what it is. One thing I do like about Tucson is the fact that they've got Circle K, but you don't got to be in Tucson for Circle K. They got those just about everywhere in the valley, including a beautiful free membership program where you guys can save a bunch of coin, twenty-five cents per gallon on your first five fill-ups. Get every sixth free on a selection of Circle K products, whether that be pizza, coffee, ice cold fountain drinks, and more. I talk about it all the time. I go in, not necessarily for any of those things, but for the great deals that they have on energy drinks. Big energy drink guy, 
Check out Circle K for that. Join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit circlek.com for details. Now, you're probably sitting there at home wondering, you know, you, you're saving me so much damn money, Totri. And yes, I am. And I'm going to help you make some money with the BetMGM Sportsbook app because they're literally giving you free money. Guys, place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10 you guys are going to receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. And it is super, super simple and easy to sign up. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com and sign up with that code PHNX. Sign up and deposit at least $10 into your newly created account and place a wager in the amount of at least $10 at standard odds, a price of qualifying bet. Once you've placed a qualifying bet, you guys are going to receive that $200 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your wager. Win, lose, or draw, guys, you are going to be getting your bonus money. And if you're any anything like me, maybe you hopped on the BetMGM Sportsbook app and placed something that I am calling the valet, which is you just parlayed the Valley Sports tonight for a dub. You could get the Suns money line, you could get Arizona State money line, and you could get the one, the only Arizona Diamondbacks money line, and that parlay I think was like plus eight hundred at the night when the night started. That's that's a nice little dub. That's some coin in your pocket, guys. Sign up for BetMGM and use that bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM sportsbook wager through BetMGM sportsbook mobile app of at least ten dollars, and you guys are going to see that two hundred dollars that we were talking about instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details, and now listen to Big Pokey talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. 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 Shout out Sean, who is somewhere across the country right now. But getting back to Arizona State, it is officially time for bottle service. And look, I know there's a lot of guys tonight that had themselves an evening. You could even argue that Kenny Dillingham deserves bottle service with the way that the offense played and this being the first Pac-12 win of his tenure here at Arizona State. But let's be real, there is only one guy that's getting bottle service tonight, and that is none other than my barber in Arizona State's running back, DeCarlos Brooks. Three total touchdowns, three-headed monster, and 79 total yards. Really from the jump, Ralph, DeCarlos Brooks took command of this game, and I love the way that Kenny Dillingham is utilizing both DeCarlos Brooks and Scat. Hopefully, we're going to see this throughout the rest of the season because they really do deliver a one-two punch. But what about... Delo's game tonight impressed you the most well he's got a nose for the end zone and he's <laughs> he's you know he's a one-cut runner and so it's like he just makes a decision and he goes you know there there was a one point tonight in which uh another running back had the ball and uh it was it was a very east-west experience <laughs> and with to carlos brooks true north you know that's that's one of the things i like about him you know um maybe maybe it's not going to be you know him springing for 20 yards every single time but you know 
three or four, he'll get you what he get what he gets you. He'll go to where the opening is. He'll make sure that it that that it's a literal positive experience, right? <laughs> and so um, that's the thing I, I I like about him. And he's also uh, a little bit less apt to to um, try to truck a defender, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. because. You know, that 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 can be tempting. Uh, and sometimes you're in that situation because maybe you don't have that quick first step. And so the easiest way from point A to point B for you is to run somebody over. That can be extremely effective, especially if you have the ability to do it. Cam Scadabo can do that. Yeah. Uh, for De- for DeCarlos Brooks, he he finds the light and he heads toward it. And and that's the thing I love about having him on the field. There's just no nonsense there. He knows that his job is to eat up yards. He knows that and he goes out and he does it. Um, and, you know, he's been doing this. He's been doing this since I, I saw him play in eighth grade. Like this is what he does. I saw him play in eighth grade at Sun Devil Stadium. Like, crazy. He, he, yeah, he's it, it's just cool to have him back here playing for Sean Aguano, his high school coach, um, and just really building a legacy in, in, in the state of Arizona to get this win in front of the home fan. People can remember Kenny Dillingham's first win, hopefully not yeah. last win against a Pac-12 school, <laughs> but like people are going to, people are going to remember that as, as, as the Carlos Brooks having three touchdowns in that game, that's forever. So yeah. good for him. No, you're absolutely right. And, and I think the most impressive part about the whole night for me when it comes to DeCarlos Brooks is the fact that he had those three touchdowns on 13 carries, right? 13 total touches, if you will. To be able to have that quote-unquote nose for the end zone and truly be efficient and, and utilize every single opportunity the way that he did, I think is the most impressive part about what DeCarlos Brooks uh, does. And, and a guy that coming off a, a pretty serious injury, Right to be able to come back these last two games and have the impact offensively that he's had, I think it just goes to show how special of a running back he is and how important he is to this Arizona State offense, not just against Washington State, but how important he's going to be in the last handful of games that this team has. I know everybody loves Scat, and rightfully so. Cam Scataboo is a better running back when DeCarlos Brooks is playing football for Arizona State. That's as cut and dry the way it is. Scat doesn't need to have the beating on his body that he has had to have while, you know, D'Lo has been out and while Kyson and Tevin are trying to evolve uh, and develop as running backs. And I think you saw that tonight from Scat as well. To go for over 100 rush yards on just 11 carries, obviously he had the 66-yard rush, but keeping his legs fresh... It is, I think, a super important part to the way that Kenny Dillingham wants to run this offense. And it's it just goes to show if you look back at what Kenny Dillingham's offense, what, what they've been in the past, right? They've always been great. Kenny Dillingham offenses, they've always been great. And everybody's always praised the quarterbacks in those offenses. But it's really always been about the run game with those units. Even going back to Oregon last year, they were a top 10 offense in the nation because of how well they ran the football. And I think that's what you're starting to see now when you get this duo uh, at running back is we're going to give 10 carries to Scat. We're going to give 10 carries to D'Lo. They'll each get a couple, give or take, in the passing game. And we're just going to let them go. We're going to keep them fresh. And they have two different types of running styles, which I think really, really benefit Trenton Bourget in this offense as well. But moving over from bottle service to heat index brings us perfectly to the start of the heat index. We're going to kick things off with Cam Scadaboo. It seems like every single week we're giving this guy love, but my goodness, I can't imagine 
what this Arizona State team would be this season if Cam Scadaboo did not transfer over from Sacramento State. This guy has truly been the heartbeat of the Arizona State football team, not just the offense. He truly has been the heartbeat of this team. And he he just he packs a punch, dude. Like I, I want to call him Mighty Mouse, but that would be like offensive to him because he's he 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 may be a smaller running back, but he runs like the incredible Hulk. Like I would be devastated to have to sit there in the fourth quarter. We're down. You know Cam Scadaboo is getting the football. It's third and eight. You got to stop him on the Arizona State two-yard line so that you can try and give your offense a chance. You know it's going to Scat. Trenton hands it right to Scat. Nine yards on a third and eight for a first down to ice the game. Like, is, is there anything this guy can't do? Every Saturday, it's impressive as to what Cam Scadaboo can do for Arizona State. There before today, there was an answer to that question. <laughs> it was he can't get you an explosive play. Yeah, not in the running game. But guess what? He had a 66-yard run today, three over three times longer than our longest rush of the year. That's great so far. So now he's got that one in his back pocket, and now the answer is no. And it, it's it, it, he is ve- he's very hard uh, to tackle low because he will always get lower than you. His balance is incredible. He is shaped like a fire hydrant on wheels. <laughs> and, and um, you know, even if you do get him down, they're just going to go back to him the next play. Yeah. Uh, the, the cool thing about tonight is, you know, he had less touches than DeCarlos Brooks. He made the most of it. When, when the responsibility is divvied up amongst, amongst all parties on this offense, it looks pretty damn good. Yeah. Pretty damn good. Look at Trenton Bourget, 45. 45 pass attempts per game over the past three games before this one, all losses, every single one of them. And it's not like he wasn't playing well. Yeah. It, he was, he was doing what it took, but now you get to pick and choose your spots with him. Cause Cam Scadaboo is getting you yards to Carlos Brooks is getting you yards. And so he only needs to throw the ball 26 times. Yeah. He can go 19 of 26 because of this running game. Like, and, and when, when you have him picking and choosing his spots, he always makes the most of the scenario especially if if the defense is being kept honest by a multidimensional offense. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Joshua in the chat, I feel like this team is on that Diamondback energy and then Chad Johnson as well. Finally, a win feels so good. Joe in the chat, getting ahead of himself, but I love it. We're going to beat Utah. Hey, man. <laughs> it's it's We'll get there when we get there, but it, it was nice to see uh, a dub regardless for Arizona State. You bring up a good point with Trenton Borgay. He was super efficient tonight. 19 of 26, 274 total yards, uh, zero touchdowns, zero INTs, but a quarterback rating of 161.6. He was exactly the guy that I've been saying he is since I've ever seen him play. He's Kirk Cousins at the college level, right? He is not your, he's not Jalen Hurts. He's not going to go out there and, and shoulder the load and throw for 400 yards, five touchdowns, and, you know, be the superstar. And hey, he tried. He, he tries. He tried, he tried to do that end zone dive today. <laughs> <laughs> it was tough. It was tough. He's not Jalen Hurts, but he's also not the guy, in my personal opinion, that's going to go out there every Saturday and fans are going to be like, you're the reason why we're losing. Because that's not the case. Trenton Borgay is a game no manager way. at heart. And I think he's got a phenomenal football IQ. I think there are people that, you know, they've really been beating up on him for the last seven days because of that that pick six at the end of that Washington game. And if you know Trenton, you know that Trenton probably th- thought about that play 
when it happened, very next play, he put that to the side. Probably hasn't thought about it since outside of watching film. He truly is a gamer. And I think you saw that out there tonight, being able to rebound with all the haters on social media, everybody talking about how this is Jaden Rashada's team when he comes back, if he comes back, et cetera. Trenton Borgay was the quarterback tonight that Arizona State needed to run this offense and to beat Washington State 38-27. to And he was able to find his amazingly athletic targets in guys like Elijah Badger. And that brings us to the next member of the Heat Index, none other than EK himself. Elijah Badger, man, tonight, four catches, 60 yards, averaged 15 yards a catch. And when it comes to the ground game, had four carries, 18 yards, and a touchdown. Elijah Badger, truly one of the most athletic wide receivers that I think Arizona State fans have had the luxury of seeing. Some of those plays out there, they remind me of Nikhil. They remind me of Nikhil when he was doing some of those ridiculous cuts or running backwards and finding ways to score touchdowns. Elijah Badger is destined to be an NFL wide receiver at one point. And I'll let you get on your soapbox about EK in a second. But one thing that I do want to say about Elijah Badger that I don't think gets talked about enough is the fact that this kid is so durable, right? Knocking on wood here. But this is a guy that Arizona State, this year, last year, they've tried to find ways to give him the football. And there are a lot of star wide receivers, star running backs, star tight ends that just can't take the beating that it requires to go out there every single Saturday and be a number one option. Elijah Badger week in and week out gets his body right. He stays healthy and he does the little things to go out there on Saturday and be the number one wide receiver that Arizona State fans, uh, they hate their jaws drop when they see some of those cuts and those dance moves that he does out there. But Ralph, Elijah Badger, a big part uh, in Arizona State's victory tonight. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I, <laughs> he's, he's as good as you said he is. The comparison to Nikhil, um, especially with, with the ball in his hands, absolutely. With the ball in his hands, you got a, a, a nice blend of Nikhil and, and, and Brandon IU. Yeah. And, and the versatility of a, of a guy like Debo Samuel, somebody that you can give him the ball behind the line of scrimmage and he can go out and do some of that work for you, get some, uh, get, get some yards for you. It, I don't know what it is about him that keeps defenders from wanting to run through him. Yeah. Like the idea that you're just going to be able to throw him to the ground, you're not. He's so aggressive with that first step. Um Honestly, with the ball in his hands, he's got a little Anquan Bolden flavor to him. Yeah, he's tough. He he's really really tough, and um, you absolutely love to see it. And I'm not trying to be um, an instigator here, but <laughs> I did just I did just go back to November 26th, 2018, to a tweet that reads: "Blessed to receive an offer from Washington State University." Oh. Hashtag Go Cougs sent from one at Elijah Badger two, uh, and just retweeted that one back onto the timeline. Oh. Oh man! That, uh, that uh, not only did they not get him down tonight, they never got him in the first place. Some salt in the wounds of Washington State fans when they see that come across their timeline, knowing that they could have had a guy in Elijah Badger. But let's be real: Elijah Badger is not the kind of wide receiver that goes to play for Washington State. He wants to he wants to go out there have a little flavor, man. And that's that's another thing. While we were talking earlier about just having to be a part of this Washington State defense and how demoralizing it is when the opposing offense is converting at the clip that they are on third down. Pfft, try guarding Elijah Badger, dude. Not only is it like trying to guard a roadrunner out there, but he talks so much shit 
It is the funniest thing in practice. In practice, he'll be talking to the corners for the entire two hours. It is awesome. It's hilarious. I can't imagine being out there on Saturday and he leaves you in his dust. Your ankles are on the 50-yard line while he's celebrating in the end zone. I can't imagine the kind of trash talk that he's talking out there. It, it would get under my skin so damn much. I just, it, it's, it is a lot of fun to watch EK play football in the Maroon yeah. Gold. One of the other fun things is there were years and years and years of following Arizona State where there'd be an elite receiver and only twice that I can remember where the the staff and the players on the field have done as much to target that player because of their skill set yeah. and, and and include them in the game plan um, a, 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 for for the amount that their skill set deserves. Because that wasn't the case with Ayuk. It wasn't the case with Nikhil Harry. You know, it, it really has been Jalen Strong and Elijah Badger as yeah. far as double digit targets every single game because that's what it's going to take to move the ball down the field. I love it when a coaching staff recognizes this is where my bread is buttered. So let's butter the bread. Like that that's that is the thing that I absolutely love the most about him being on the field is if he's out there, uh you have to account for him because Arizona State will. They are looking to get him the ball. Yeah. And the, the nice thing about it that I think that you're getting with Kenny that you didn't necessarily get with Herm and, and some of the other uh, offensive staffs that had the pleasure of working with Elijah Badger is that they are truly going out there and they're utilizing him in such creative ways, right? Four catches, 60 yards. Obviously, Elijah Badger is doing what he needs to do to get the yak on that. But being able to incorporate him in the run game for another four touches and a touchdown, right? That's an offensive coach that understands that just because a player plays a certain position doesn't mean that you can't utilize him in another way. You saw that with Elijah Badger. You've seen it time and again with Cam Scadaboo, whether that be punting, receiving, throwing the football, running the football. And then the last member of the Heat Index, a guy in Jalen Conyers, who does a lot of the same, right? Whether that be lining up under center for some weird quarterback sneaks, being able to line up on the perimeter, play a little bit of wide receiver, and then also coming in to, to play at tight end. Jalen Conyers tonight, man, I talked to him earlier in the week. And we just kind of talked about the season that he's had thus far. And, and, you know, he's a guy that's been really chomping at the bit to go out there and have a night that everybody thought that he could have, right? Because going into this season, there were a lot of people that had really high expectations for Jalen Conyers coming into this season. And Jalen delivered on that promise tonight. Four catches, 90 yards. He had 22, he was averaging 22 yards per catch. And the, the really good part, I think, about that is, yes, it's only four catches. He was only targeted five times. It, the catch rate of 80% on those five targets, I'll take that any day of the week because there are defenses that are going out there game planning to stop guys like Elijah Badger and Jalen Conyers. And he almost had 100 receiving yards as a tight end at Arizona State. That's a tough thing to do. Jalen Conyers, a man amongst boys tonight, and, and we talked about it earlier. He was out there. He was bullying people, man, throwing them off him. If he could just learn to keep his feet, and I'm going to give him shit about that every single day of the week until we get on to the next game. But Jalen Conyers, rightfully so, had a night tonight that I think a lot of people can exhale and they could be like, you know what? Jalen Conyers is one of the best tight ends, not only in the Pac-12, but in the nation. And I think week in and week out, Jalen Conyers needs targets. He needs catches. He needs to be fed the same way that Scat and Elijah Badger do, at least in my personal opinion. 
Absolutely. And it's very possible that we're giving him um, we're giving him a little bit too much grief for the balance issues. Maybe he wasn't stumbling. Maybe he was speed limping. Remember, he was injured. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. He, yeah, he, play, he played his way through some pain tonight. That's a speed limp. That's what that is. You, the, the entire goal of any coaching staff is to create and exploit mismatches. He is a walking mismatch. And when I talk about this Washington State defense and I tell you, they have one player that's 307. His name is Naeem Rodman. He came from Colorado, covered him at the high school level. Everybody else, I mean, they got one other guy that's 300 pounds, even on, on the defensive <laughs> side of the ball. You have a tight end that's 6'7", 270. He is a walking mismatch. This defense can't handle him. And the fact that he's athletic after the catch, it was over for them before it it even began. It just becomes when are you going to be able to pick and choose those opportunities to get him uh, involved in the game plan? Because they can't guard him. They can't stop him. I hate that little too small thing that people do, but in some cases, it's just true and it's not even taunting. The Washington State defense, too small to deal with somebody like Jalen Conyers. Yeah, most defenses in the Pac-12 too small to deal with a guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna play. I'm gonna give Jalen the benefit of the doubt, not just because he's got like nine inches and 125 pounds on me, <laughs> but he also threw a guy to the ground. Yeah, like it, it, it wasn't like he just stumbled. He didn't he, just, he, didn't, he didn't stumble. He was finished throwing a guy to the ground and kind of tripped over him. He didn't just throw like a civilian. By the way, like a, I division, a division one. He threw a division one athlete on the ground. Also, like, aren't we on a rock in space traveling like thirty six thousand? Don't even, an hour don't even start right now with me, Ralph. Don't even, don't even get me on the we're I'm in just, space. But I'm just saying, how are any of us standing up? It's hard. It's not easy. You know? know, just give him, just give him a little bit of grace here. Did you ask me a science question. The grass was looking a little tall today, too. <laughs> Stop it, Ralph. Groundskeeper's right got to get on that. Look, that's hey, this good. Is- this is the perfect time to tell everybody at home about Empire today. Okay. <laughs> Look, with Empire today, you guys get shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs. Quick and professional carbon installation and a price match guarantee. Empire today, the best place to get new flooring. So, of course, you're going to have some copycats out there, but Empire today can't be beat on quality, service, and speed. I said it on Friday about the Arizona State defense. I'm going to say it about the Arizona State backfield today. They can't be beat when it comes to quality, service, and speed. They won't promise the lowest prices because anyone who does that is putting flooring in your home that they wouldn't put in yours, guys. So truly, they are family over at Empire today. And you guys can schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 dollar off discount again $350 off when they use that promo code PHNX look four little letters are going to save you guys a whole hell of a lot of money over at Empire today restrictions apply see empiretoday.com slash PHNX for details and when you get the flooring in your brand new home your apartment whatever you got going on maybe your little studio you're probably going to be sitting there wondering how can I decorate it like PHNX Studios, right? Like, how can I decorate it with all the amazing stuff that we've got behind us? Well, another four letters for you guys. FOCO. They're the leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items. The list goes on. They got the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms, not to mention they have some amazing Diamondback stuff. So definitely go check out FOCO. They've always got our back for Arizona sports and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by visiting www 
BOCO.com and using that code PHNX for all non-presale items. Use that promo code PHNX for 10% off. And it's perfect, Ralph, because I just finished my drink over here and it is officially time for aftertaste. So while I sit here and while I ask you what was gently flung into your teeth pocket today, I'm going to go ahead and (laughs) crack my next drink open and I'm just going to sit back. Ralph, again, for everybody that missed it, what was gently flung into your teeth pocket this evening? Uh, 230 plus hard earned rushing yards, my friend. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it, man. God, 235 rush yards versus 88. That's crazy. They, they, they beat him up. They beat him up. And, and they got it done with that tall grass. Plus you didn't even bring up the full moon. No, so that was they- beautiful though. That was beautiful. Yeah. But they're dealing with whatever gravity issues come out of that. <laughs> You know, you, not everybody has Cam Scoutable balance. I'm just saying, ease up on ease up on Conyers. We've ease talked. When, no, I can't. I can't, man. I can't ease up on Corn. He He's going to come in can't. the office, and I'm going to give him. I, it's just it's what I got to do. I'm going to honestly just try and push him. I'm not going to actually do this. I'm going to try and push him <laughs> and just see if he can stay up. We'll see if okay. that works. I just don't. I don't understand how you think it's physically possible for someone to heal from an injured knee and hurt feelings in the same week. He's not real. He's not real. Jalen Conyers not a real person, guys. He's a figment of everyone's imagination. Okay. All you got to do is sit at home and believe, like he's a Disney princess, that he's gonna go out there for four catches and ninety yards, and maybe he will. Okay. It's, just click you're, you're talking times. about. You're talking about the scene from Hook. <laughs> yeah. <Like> bangering. <laughs> Peter, eat the food, and the food's there. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Jalen Conyers having an evening for for aftertaste tonight. Look, this is I don't know what this is, but it's a it's a mango strawberry seltzer that kind of tastes like candy. And it's it's no sugar. It's gluten free. It's good. It's really damn good. I'm not going to say the name because Max would get on me for no free ads. But tonight's win tastes like a mango strawberry seltzer on a Saturday night of hollow weekend at Arizona State. It just feels right. It just feels right, man. That's exactly what it is. That's the perfect aftertaste that I think we've done in this show for 600 episodes. Is It is a mango strawberry seltzer on Halloween weekend in Tempe, Arizona after a dub. It's just smooth. You don't taste the alcohol. The job is finished. Time to kick your feet up and just enjoy what you got coming tomorrow on Sunday, man. That's the aftertaste of this game. It's beauty, it's grace, it's Arizona State, Ralph. It's true. Do you know what I'm going uh, for for Halloween? What's... Oh, God. What are you going? The moon? Full oh, moon. A winner. <laughs> oh. I love it. Are you? Please tell me you've got like some, it's got to be a jersey of some kind. What Arizona State jersey are you wearing to be your winner? Or what, I guess what does this costume like, like consist of? Uh, the, the, um, uh, the teacher school, the bulldog, I'm going to get that. <laughs> I'm going to get that Adidas pullover that Kenny Dillingham wears around. Okay. It'll be probably a little tighter on me than it is on him. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, get my, I'm gonna tear one ear off my headphones like Kenny and I'm gonna run up and down the street cussing at people. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Just going door to door. Trick or treat. Oh my gosh. What are you yeah, supposed he, to be? A winner. A winner. He, he was fired up tonight. <laughs> he I, was. I, I, Him and Vince Amy. 
Oh yeah, man. <laughs> that was, uh, you know what? Uh, there's a lot that you could say about PAC 12 refs that we're not going to have to say anymore in about two months. So I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to refrain, but it was very good of them to pick that flag up because they were trying to get a player off the field and not, yeah. You know, Vin, I mean, Vince Amy was out on the hash. <laughs> he was, he was ready to suit up. He was ready to go play. He's all the coaches out there tonight were all, they were all pushing the edge of that, yeah. that sideline to be honest with you, man. It was a rough I look. I agree. It was a rough look. I but agree. did you you I mean you were obviously watching the game. Did you see the part in the broadcast where they cut to a ref in the stands and somebody yes. dressed up as a ref and they were drinking yes. like a hard seltzer? So no joke, we were sitting here and we got a bunch of people watching <laughs> in the studios, right? Like the Diamondbacks are playing, the Suns are playing. So we're sitting here and I'm like I feel like I'm one of the only ones, me and Danielle the only ones watching the Arizona State game and I'm like, "What the Is that ref? Is that a seltzer that's being drank right now?" <laughs> And Saul sits up in his chair. He's like, that's just, what are Pac-12 refs doing? And I lean back and they cut back to the field. I'm like, oh my God, that was just a guy dressed as a referee. I legitimately thought Pac-12 refs had lost their mind and they were just drinking on the field willy-nilly. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. There, there definitely some senioritis going on for everybody involved for sure. Is there no, any I... refs more than Pac-12 refs that you would assume that would be drinking on the field? Uh... Gosh, I guess wherever Kirby Smart is, I've I've heard he's pretty loud. I've heard he's pretty hard on 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 the refs. I think I think in order to to be able to withstand his wrath, uh, you you might have a couple of pocket flasks out here in the SEC. Um, so maybe some moonshine or something like that. But I tell you what, I'm not going to miss the whole Pac-12 ref situation. I, last week, I was so depressed. After we ended the show, I went and I did a whole thread. I was up till 4.30 in the morning doing it of our worst loss versus every single Pac-12 team, <laughs> some of which involved like insanity and involving the refs and and others were just like just devastating uh, results that you never would have expected. And the Washington State one um, – Outside of the year where Mike Leach called us out for sign stealing and then we gave up 50 plus for the rest of the year, uh, that was the worst. But there was the fifth down that happened in Pullman yeah. um, where, you know, we, we ended up losing that game. And I thought we were a much better team at the time. So, I you know, I can't wait to get uh, I mean, I wish the conference stayed together. I hate that the price of the conference staying together would be terrible officiating. Uh, and maybe <laughs> it's the stylistic differences, the elevation changes. Who knows what you can blame that on? But I will not miss these people no. not at all i'm not, not saying i celebrated when alfonso taylor lowered the boom i'm just saying <laughs> that i'm saying that no one should celebrate something like that and that it's bad hey man i didn't gonna... hear the whistle i didn't hear the whistle there was, <laughs> just... so the tv broadcast the tv broadcast they kept saying and lincoln kennedy was like i didn't hear the whistle nobody heard a whistle so they kept showing the replay and the whistle was so loud <laughs> and so i I thought they were gaslighting me. I'm like, what are they talking about? You can clearly hear a whistle. There's a reason this flag was thrown. I don't know what you're talking um, about, Ralph. Nobody heard a whistle, man. I just is maybe again, maybe it's the full moon thing. Maybe it's the connection on the TV. They had the D-backs audio on. Yeah, like, that's we what it hear. was. You heard that? You heard the final whistle in the Diamondbacks game, or it was halftime of the Suns game. That was the whistle that you were listening to. Or just I'm having a stroke. <laughs> like yeah. one of these. One, one of the two. Well, it's okay. We'll get Arizona State's magical medical team to go over and take a look, <laughs> see if they right. can resolve the the hearing issues <laughs> that you're going on. But I do want to get to the fan flick of the game. This is a really cool one. Uh, it just it looks like Whoa. you got a little Sun Devil fan overlooking what I'm still gonna be calling Sun Devil Stadium till the end of time. 
watching Arizona State eventually get the win over Washington State. And the really cool thing about this is it seems like every week that everybody gives love to Kenny Dillingham and the Pac-12, talking about how he's an Arizona kid. His very first game was that 1996 season, I believe. He was six years old. Arizona State that season had obviously knocked off Nebraska uh, again in 1996 for a kid to go on and then eventually have you know a, a career and a life revolving around Arizona State football. I think the really cool thing about that fan flick right there is that kid yeah. mid-game you know, his very first memory potentially of Arizona State football is going to be Kenny Dillingham's very first win uh, when it comes to this Pac-12 conference. It's just Too cool. It, it's such a cool thing that I, I I don't think we do, and I don't think you know whether that be any of the podcasts out there that that talk about the sports and the teams, and we go back and forth about the coaches and the players. And up until this point, this was what a one in six football team, and not a lot of hope around you know this season because everyone's building for the next and i think it's really easy to take away the human element of that right of us being like you know it's a one in six football team they're just trying to learn they're trying to get better for next season trying to change the culture this little seven-year-old kid doesn't give a shit about the culture at arizona state he wants to go out there have a hell of a time with his family barely knows what's going on but it's a memory that he's gonna have for forever do you remember like your very first arizona state football game like or just the oh. moment for you, I'll, I'll let you, I'll expand it. Very first yeah. moment for you that you knew in sports that was just like a life-changing moment. Uh, class trip to Arizona State University to watch a basketball game. Uh, Stephen Headache Smith was out there. I don't know if this was a game that he uh, and his associates had any money on. Um, <laughs> but I do remember, I do remember, and I'll never forget this, Dwayne Fontana took an alley-oop and dunked on somebody's head. I didn't understand the game, uh, but what I did understand is the way that it made me feel. And before it was please me, entertain me, win for me, it was wonder. That's what it was. Yeah, Like it was pure concentrated wonder that somebody could fly through the air grab a basketball, dunk on somebody's head, be filled with excitement. The whole arena could stand up and cheer all at the same time. And everybody is caught in the same exact moment, in the same exact place, with the same exact feelings. The second that that happened, it was over for me. Just completely over. So, And and you have to remember that. Before all that stuff was wonder, and, and it takes more and more to get you back to that place. That's why I love getting on Twitter and seeing people retweeting uh, videos of Victor Wembanyama, because if you even see a video of that guy, a three yeah. second video of him walking down the hallway, oh, God. all of a sudden you are filled with wonder, right? What is up? One, one, Derek. let's go. You got a, you, you got a beer too? Yeah, we won. Yeah. I've been, yeah. It's, it's yeah. How cheers. Yeah, cheers. Hey, cheers, buddy. Let's go. I have let's a question go. for you. Can he hear me? I have a question yes. for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. If we don't belong here, then why, why can't people make us leave? Exactly. Exactly. Why not us, Ralph? Why not us, Ralph? I don't know. I can't answer that question. I still don't have a solution yet. I'm going to take over the show really oh, fast. Okay, but why can't why can't they make us leave if we don't belong here? That's a great question. I also, don't know. They keep telling us they don't we, that we don't belong, but here I am sitting at the counter enjoying my food. What's in here? It's beer. Uh, don't let us get two, by the way, because if you let us get two, we're going to get three, and you don't want to see what Arizona, happens after hey, they that let Arizona State They let you get two. Let's go. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll stop. <laughs> 
interrupting your show, but I do need you to schedule it around Diamondbacks game so you can stand in the spot. He was very helpful in the oh, spot yeah. tonight. Oh everybody. yeah, what was it? Four to one yeah. when I got here. Yeah. yeah. Moment that I stepped in the spot, bases juiced, and the Arizona Diamondbacks put the Texas Rangers to bed. But yeah, no, or Ralph, it's it's crazy. We're talking about like it, you know moments in sports that changed our lives, and Derek's over here with just a. A beer bat walking in. <laughs> just I love it. What's up? Like that's Derek. That's hey. Derek in a nutshell. And the and the the and with everything comes balance, and somewhere on this earth is a Washington State graduate who is a Texas Rangers fan. Oh and to that my person, god. You and to that person, I just want to say see it. Yeah, I just want to say to that person, like, it's not gonna be okay. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, I, I I haven't had the chance to say this in a very long time because normally I say it when, when bad things happen to other teams, right? To fans of other teams. But if you find yourself going to bed this evening and you're like Ralph said, you are a, a man or woman or child who has the disservice of being a Washington State Cougars fan while also being a Texas Rangers fan. I'm going to tell you, right uh, you Throw Utah Jazz in there. That's the just... Suns, Suns just, won by 22 tonight. Oh my goodness. Without Book? Without Beal? Look, man. Mm-hmm. If you happen to be a fan of those teams, you're unlucky. You're unlucky. Just chalk it up to being unlucky. And like Ralph said, it's not going to be okay. It's not no, th- okay. This is the life God wants for you. <laughs> Look, Ralph's going as a winner this Halloween. You should just go as a fucking loser at this point because that's what you are if you're a fan of those teams. You're a damn loser. Sucks to be you, to be honest. Couldn't be us. Couldn't be us. We got a second win of the season. <laughs> and while we're just going off, look, this is time. I don't do this often. I'm going to give myself some flowers here because every single Friday – we do a segment called Trending Up. And this segment called Trending Up is I pick three players who I've evaluated throughout the week, throughout the season thus far, who I think need to have big games for Arizona State to be successful that Saturday. Now, I think Kenny, Kenny might have taken my advice and he might have listened to who I need, who who needed to step up at least this week. So let's go ahead and put up that graphic, Danielle. So let's start from right to left here. To Carlos Ooh. Brooks. A trio of touchdowns, 79 total yards on three carries. DeCarlos Brooks, again, was a one-man wrecking crew tonight. Clayton Smith had his best game of the season. And let's give him some props. He wasn't thrown out of this game for targeting, which is, you know, tough for him this season. Two total tackles, but one and a half sacks, one of which came on a giant third down that ultimately led to Washington State punting. And then Ed Woods was the defensive back on that fourth down that ended up giving the ball back for Arizona State with about two minutes and change on the clock. So all three of those guys stepped up, and I know what I'm talking about. Everybody that listens and watches, that comes at me on social media that I don't know what I'm talking about, I know what I'm talking about. God. Just needed to get that out. I'm sorry, Ralph. I'm sorry you had to see that. I don't want to wake anybody up at home, but I feel like I had to I had to get that out. To Carlos Brooks, Clayton Smith, Ed Woods. 
Thank you for making me look smart today. <laughs> okay? That's, that's all I'd like to do. And now, I don't really know how to transition into this outside of just telling you. Become a diehard. Guys, PHNX Sports is quite literally a family like no other. And when you are a diehard, you get the luxury of being in our diehard Discord. And you get the chance to literally message with not only us, but all of the other PHNX diehards. So we're going back and forth in the Sun Devils Discord. The Coyotes Discord is always popping. The Diamondbacks Discord obviously going crazy. The Suns tonight. It is truly a family. And I'll tell you what. It's a family with some damn good t-shirts because we have awesome, awesome merch. We got this, your fucking dangerous t-shirt for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Not to mention, we've got a million in five different options. If you're not somebody and you're crazy to not be supporting the Arizona Diamondbacks, we've got Suns t-shirts, Cardinals t-shirts, just straight up PHNX t-shirts, Arizona State t-shirts. Definitely become a diehard today. It's super easy, super cheap. And when you become a diehard, you literally are going to get one free shirt a year. And this is the best time to do it because you can be rocking your new PHNX Diamondbacks t-shirt while they're in the damn World Series. So when they have that lovely parade a few weeks from now, you could be rocking that PHNX t-shirt. And everybody is going to know that you are a part of that PHNX family. Not to mention, we got watch parties over at Gila River, watch parties at BetMGM. You can't escape us, Ralph. You can't escape PHNX. We're the family that keeps on growing. We're K plus eight up in this bitch. We just don't stop. That's what we got. Let's go. PHNX sports, baby. Now, somehow, we're going to get back on the rails. And Ralph, final thoughts on what you saw from Arizona State tonight and a look ahead moving forward the rest of the way, man. Gosh, well, there's, there's hope now, right? There's hope now. Didn't somebody in the chat said we're going to beat Utah? Yep. And, yep. It's, and, and, and one thing that we know is that if it is said in the chat, it must be true. Oh, yeah. Chat don't lie. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, start getting re-upset about the bull band now because <laughs> that's going to matter again. Yeah, just, just, wait, just wait till we beat quote. Oregon by 40. People are going to be losing their mind. <laughs> hey, hey, if there's anybody that knows anything about Dan Lanning's defense, it's uh it's Kenny Dillingham. Did you ever notice that when Kenny Dillingham talks about Dan Lanning's defense, he kinda like grits his teeth a little bit? <laughs> Just a he tad. Doesn't, like doesn't like open his mouth very much when he's when he's describing what practices were like up there in Eugene. Um I, I you know, I I'm not gonna look ahead. I'm gonna spend I, if they get twenty four hours, I'm taking twenty four hours. Hey, that's as fair. Well. And uh, I'm, I'm, I might, uh, what's that, Lloyd Christmas from Dumb and Dumber, in case I want seconds? I might go watch this game again tomorrow. I might go watch it again uh, because uh, it was nice. So we deserve to see it twice. Yeah, no, absolutely. Look, guys, I, I, I will say this. If, if you're an Arizona State fan, take a page out of Ralph's book. Enjoy it. Don't, don't look too far ahead. The bamboo is growing. I know there were a lot of people when Kenny Dillingham said it that are like, this man's crazy. We don't need none of this Mr. Miyagi stuff. Our football team is losing football games, and we're losing it in a really tough fashion. But guess what? This is a team that is learning, right? Ralph said it at the top of the show, and it's a great closer, right? This team is going to be one of the smartest teams at the end of the year because they are learning from every single one of these games. And to quote Tori Lovello, a connected team is a fucking dangerous team, and this team is connected. It says a lot about these guys to be able to bounce back week in and week out after seven-point losses, three-point losses on the road, games that 
come down to the wire. And then tonight, in a game in the first half that was 21 to 24, and then to come out, and at the end of the day, you win by double digits, right? Like, it was a two-possession game. Arizona State took care of business against a team that is a few weeks removed from being in the AP Top 25. It's not a finished product. It's not going to be a finished product when the final whistle blows of this season. But if you're an ASU fan, you can rest easy tonight knowing that you got the second dub of the season. And my God, man, I, I feel really, really good for Kenny Dillingham because this is a guy that puts in the work, he puts in the hours, and he loves this program, and he's trying to give everybody in the chat, everybody in Tempe, and all the alumni a product that they can be proud of every single week uh, of the year. And I think this is really... I'm not going to call it the first step because it's not, but it is another step in the right direction for Arizona State. Before we get out of here, everybody, look, we really, really do appreciate you spending time in the chat, especially knowing that it is hollow weekend, that the Diamondbacks had won game two of the World Series, that the Phoenix Suns had a hell of a night as well. And college football is obviously going on all over the nation. So we appreciate you. Bobby Hurley appreciates you. If you could do him a solid, leave a little like on this video. He is begging. He is pleading. And if you're listening on audio, we would appreciate a five-star review. Not to mention, Bobby Hurley had himself a little bit of a day as well. They beat, I want to say, San Jose State in a scrimmage earlier today. And Jemiah Neal, he's a walking bucket. Had 35 points in that scrimmage in overtime. Arizona State, Jose Perez had 15. And Frankie Collins and Kamari Lands didn't even end up playing in that scrimmage. Jemiah Neal, 35 points, 7 of 10 from behind the arc. My goodness, they ended up winning 79 to 75 in overtime again over San Jose State. So credit to Bobby Hurley. Basketball season is literally less than two weeks away their first game on november 8th against mississippi state plenty more dubs for arizona state fans like i said hit that like button and if you enjoyed the program give us a follow over at phnx underscore sun devils you can follow me at anthony underscore totri you could follow ralph at ralph Amson. you could follow danielle at abraca danielle nailed it let's go let's do that now i don't know how to spell that so head over to my social media type in that and then you'll get there, and then you'll be good. But a couple things before we get out of here. Ralph, we appreciate you. As always, we appreciate the commentary. Again, go give Ralph a follow at Ralph Amson. And two things before we let you go. Go Devils, and good night, ladies and gentlemen. Peace.